Welcome to your daily dose with Bob and Nick. It's Bob. Do you ever receive messages from the universe? I get them all the time. Recently, I kept encountering the same message over and over again. It would seem uncanny except that this message is printed on a sign on the path to my daily bike ride. And lately, I've been finishing every ride contemplating this simple statement. They say that when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. I just didn't expect the teacher to be a billboard at a local preschool. Check it out. I've seen this sign like five times in the last two weeks because I've been riding my bike a lot more. Okay. Trying to get 10 to 15 miles in a day. Oh, wow. Uh, nice. Yeah, which is pretty good except yeah. for my bum hurts. Uh, but that's just probably because I'm riding my bike wrong. Uh, but the point is... Do you have a seat on your bike? <laughs> I do. As okay. Well, that's the but first step. But I've yet step. to encounter a really friendly bike seat. Yeah, I mean, you need like the big one. It's not, like, like, it's I not love, like my recliner, okay? <laughs> I tried to do racing bike. I tried to do like a, a street bike type of situation. And those things... It's basically in like your a bum. wedge. Yeah, it's in your bum, not, not under your bum. I'm like, I, and I'm too embarrassed because I don't want other like cyclists to see me with like this big padded street <laughs> cruiser bike seat on this nice little light bike. Yeah, because you don't want to be shunned by oh, all those I other don't bikers. want to be shunned by anybody, especially <laughs> cyclists. This is such a group thing for you. That's but, so funny. Uh, so okay, so so I I have a relatively decent sized seat on my bike because I have a relatively decent sized seat on my butt, but. Um, so I have been writing more, and the, the signs th- said that play is the highest form of research. And then I realized that it's a sign on a preschool. And then I realized it's true. Yeah. I think it's true. What do you think? I think it's absolutely true. I mean, that's you learn when you play. You learn when you do research, right? When you experiment, when you try different things, yeah. like except for there's no tension in the play unless it's playful tension right there's no there's no stress in the play but the stress in the research and i think play being the ultimate form of research says you get everything out of play that you get out of research yeah but you don't have all the stress that's around the research and so maybe you learn a little more i don't, I don't know it's silly but sentences like that I, I the rest of my ride all i could think about was stopping to think about it yeah yeah and i, I made me want to make people play more I think that one good thing to come out of social media, one good thing to come out of the hamster wheel that is constantly having to make content is you see people, uh, for example, on the plant side, because I work at the heavy and I see I'm following a lot of people or a lot more people who are doing stuff with plants. Um, They're messing around with them. They're like, how do I propagate this? Let me try propagating this. Uh, and so they're taking uh, cutting and they're putting it in water and they're making this cool little quick video about it. Grafting and stuff. Yeah, I saw somebody take this whole big Monstera Deliciosa, those big beautiful leaves with all the holes in them. Oh, yeah. And That's what they're called? Huge. Wait, yeah. tell me that name again. Monstera Deliciosa. That sounds like a delicious monster. Yeah. It kind of is. <laughs> That's cool. Um, right. So, yeah. She cut, it was huge. It was massive. And she was like, this is just too much. So I'm going to cut the leaves off and try to propagate them all and give them away. I was like, that's beautiful. But the yeah. experiment, like the trying of it, it may not work. Yeah. But what is she out? Like a plant. She can grow another plant. Exactly. And yeah. what did she get if she's successful? Yeah. More plants. Yeah. And so little things like that, like grafting a couple of things together or trying to uh, do things in an unusual way or cooking, cooking videos, mm. right? Like experimenting with some of that or getting inspired to experiment because of them. Experimentation with somebody, I think it was my former mentor, Gary Strack, that pointed out that experience and experiment have the same root. 
uh, and it is in living. You know, and so, so I think this is really cool. The question is, what are the other places in our lives that we can start to experiment in order to enhance our experience? Without pressure, I think yeah, is the yeah. big thing too. Because like, I am cooking a lot more. Yeah, yeah. How's that going? Uh, it, it's hard. It's hard. You <laughs> what never are you trying really, to cook? Uh, just stuff from recipes, right? Mm, like yeah. just trying to make, uh, and I'm making stupid mistakes, like last night I didn't uh, warm up enough sauce for the pasta Oh, because I like the measurements are not ingrained in me. I don't do that that much. Or I made these just ridiculous. Like I was like, Oh, I'm going to get the beef and I'm going to put the seasoning in and I'm going to put together my own patties. Like I'm not going to buy the pre-bought patties or the frozen oh, ones. Oh wow. Yeah. Uh, and of course the hamburgers were so big. Like, I'm like, oh, certainly, certainly this is going to shrink. And it was like a third of a pound. That's it. And, and, and almost like in the shape of a meatball, right? The big fat patty. Oh, it wasn't so much that. Oh. It was wide. Like, I should have known how wide it was. Like, oh, this is going to shrink, did, isn't it? So did you have it hanging out the end of the bun? I mean, or did you? Well, I so I just kind of, I, I, if I had a cookie cutter, I would have cut it right in the middle. But I just kind of carved it out <laughs> and then ate the beef that was around there and then put the rest on the. Sounds like a, it reminded me of Eddie Murphy's old routine talking about how his mother used to make a hamburger and she'd say she'd make it just like McDonald's. But then he'd watch her put like peppers and onions in the hamburger and squish it down between two greasy pieces of bread. And he's like, that don't look like McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just picturing you in your kitchen working out that same magic. Oh, yeah. And it does not look like McDonald's. But now it sounds to me like you're imposing a little bit of stress on yourself during these experimentations because you're judging the heck out of yourself afterwards. Yeah. Well, because I'm giving it to other people. Oh, oh, so okay. If this was for me, I wouldn't care. Okay. If this was for my kids, I wouldn't care. Like I'm giving it to other people. <laughs> sure as if you were coming that. over and I was cooking for you. So yeah. it's like, ah, yeah. ah, am I doing a good job? It is harder. And cooking for somebody is almost like performing a, a song for them. Yeah. Right? It's, it's either you're going to walk away a, a king or a clown. It's either you've just added some value to the life. I'm the or clown you, cook. You've given them an uncomfortable moment that they're going to have to try to flush out of their brains. <laughs> or other places. Oh, guess what? That's the other curse of cooking. You know, if you really don't do it right, or like if you're working with chicken and you're not working proper sterile technique, you can make people sick. Hang on. Wait, what? Yeah. You don't know that? Uh, oh, I'm not cooking chicken. anymore. Forget it. Forget chicken. it. I'm out. I, I'm, you know, Patty made me afraid of chicken and pork, uh, you know, because of salmonella yeah. and trichinosis. Okay. And so I always have this fear that if I'm working with pork or with chicken, that I'm going to end up giving people salmonella or trichinosis. Yeah. But I do like knowing the words salmonella and trichinosis. I said it three times already in this podcast, so I must like these words. They're fun words. They uh, they sound like names you could have as characters in a short play, like maybe as the as the protagonists <laughs> yeah. or the antagonists. Yeah. I always get those mixed up. I do too. You know why? Because I always feel like protagonist is a bad thing. Yeah, and yet it isn't in in the world of the uh, books. It's the antagonist, which you know, I, I whoever made those words up, I think they made a grave mistake. They're probably Greeks. Yeah. <laughs> I roll. Greeks. Yes. Greeks good though. Hey, it's Nick. Thanks for listening. As it turns out, I did look it up and it was the Greeks who came up with antagonist and protagonist. It doesn't matter which one you are though, as long as you're like Bob and looking for those messages wherever they might be and trying to figure out what they mean. 
And my advice to you, find someone as cool as Bob to discuss them with. Catch you next time.